This is SENZ. It is Phoenix Nation. Thanks to Oppo with Ricardo Ball. Coming up on the show, we are going to hear from Wellington Phoenix captain Alex Roofer. Looks very much like he could be part of the match day squad against Western Sydney Wanderers this weekend after recovering from that ACL injury. He has had a couple of hitouts with the reserves. He had, I think, 30 minutes in their last game of the season in midfield. So hopefully uh, Alex Roofer, the captain, can be involved in some capacity against Western Sydney Wanderers this weekend over in Wollongong. On that, we're also going to talk to Chloe Knott, midfielder for the Wellington Phoenix women's team. They've got a big road trip this weekend. They're away against Canberra in the Australian capital and coming up against a former Phoenix player in Grace Jarlo, who now leads the line for Canberra. And we're going to kick things off with a new member of staff, not for the club, but for the first team, because Jonathan Gould unfortunately had to leave uh, the country and leave the job, leave the club, because he needed to go back to the UK for family reasons, and that meant that uh, Reuben Parker has been elevated as the new goalkeeping coach for the Wellington Phoenix. Uh, G'day, Reuben, how are you doing? Hey, mate, good. Yeah, good to be on the show, and, and yeah, thanks for having me on. No, no, my pleasure, mate, my pleasure. Congratulations on the new gig. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, it's uh, it's been up in the air for about a month or so, so it's good to, to have clarity on that and be able to to move forward with this. Exciting. Yeah, I, I mean, moving forward is something that you've pretty much just done your whole career. I mean, I look at uh, the things you've achieved. You fast tracked yourself. I mean, you're still only quite young. What are you? Twenty five. Twenty-seven. 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 27 now. I look twenty-five. But... Yeah. <laughs> You'll take it, mate. You'll take it. Put that yeah. on the modeling CV. Pass for twenty-five. Um, yeah. but I mean, you know, you you're now the the head goalkeeping coach at a professional outfit like the Phoenix in the A League at, at such a young age. I mean, uh, did you see yourself here at this point in time? Um, look, to be honest, I I got offered to come down and, and take the academy um, as the head goalkeeping coach of the academy. Uh, around this time last year, I moved down in January, uh, and I didn't tell anyone this at the time. But in, in my head, I, I gave myself two years, and I, my aim was to to step into this role. Um, things happened um, pretty quickly with with getting the opportunity to step in, um, and and as soon as that came up, I thought, you know, I'm ready, and I want to step up, and I want to give it a shot. So um, it happened probably quicker than I I gave myself. Um, well, uh, quicker than I initially thought, but uh, I'm I'm happy it happens sooner, and I'm happy to be in the job now. Yeah, I mean the the other thing people will say he's 27, he's already a, a coach who's as qualified as he is. At what point mm. in, in your in your playing career? Because you were at Auckland City and that set up, you were a, an age yeah. group representative under 20s for New Zealand. At what point mm-hmm. did you go? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on the coaching rather than the playing. Um, it, it was a slow transition. It wasn't. It wasn't one day. I I thought, you know what, I'm going to crack on with the coaching. Um, when I was playing for Napier City Rovers and Hawks Bay, I must have been 18 or 19. Uh, I needed. I was studying as well down in, in Hawks Bay, and I needed a bit of extra money. Um, so I started doing private sessions, one on ones, small groups, and it was basically out of necessity for to pay my rent, etc. <laughs> um, but I fell in love with it. I loved it, and then. I realised there's more of a demand for it. Um, I scaled it up into a business uh, that's still running One Stop Goalkeeping, um, and and I've been full time with that uh, probably since I started two years later. I started full time um, and haven't looked back. 
Uh, once I realized it's something that I'm, I'm good at, I enjoy, um, there's plenty of opportunities um, and it links into already what I was doing playing-wise. Um, it kind of gradually started to overtake probably my ambitions as a player. Um, and probably two years ago was where I went. Uh, I'm, I'm 20, 24, 25 at the time. Is a professional career as a goalkeeper likely? Maybe not at that stage. You, you've got to come to, to that realisa- realisation at some stage. Um, and there was lots of opportunities presenting themselves as a goalkeeper coach. Obviously, people were happy with the work I was doing. Um, one of those being the New Zealand Under-17s goalkeeper coach role that came up and I put my name in the hat um, and got chosen. Uh, the the Future Ferns domestic program that was based in Auckland, where I was based at the time, um, that came up and, and they, they approached me about that role as well. And I saw all these opportunities and um, I was loving the work, which is it's obviously important as well. Um, and that's when my mindset started to to shift to this is the this is a career I, I really want to put my head down and work hard at, um, and I want to take as many opportunities as I can when they come. You got a couple of very good keepers to work with, and and Ollie Sale and Alex Paulson. Um, <laughs> I, to be honest, didn't think we would have Ollie Sale in Phoenix Colours this year after the season he had out last year. I thought he'd find somewhere yeah. offshore. How how long do you do you reckon we do have him? Uh, it's it's a, a tricky question. Um, maybe possibly slightly loaded uh, at at the moment. All I've got uh, clear in my head is that he's here for this season um, and I want to make sure that he can back up the season he had last year with with another really good season. Um, and then whatever happens after the season and, and the off-season, uh, time will tell. But for now, he's here. He's a Phoenix player. He's, he's been captaining the side. Um, and, and my priority and his priority is to do the best job that we can for, for the Phoenix. Yeah, when you look at a goalkeeper, I mean, you see things that, you know, the, the average football fan doesn't see. Uh, what, are, what are the things particular that you look at in terms of, I guess, um, flags for you that go, okay, that's something that needs working on or that's something he does well? Yeah, good question. Um, and, and to be fair, in the different environment, environments that I've been in and especially uh, with, the, with the academy, but some of those things are the same, but you, you're looking at different stages of development. Um, with the younger ones in the academy, we're looking one of the biggest things that I look for is bravery as a goalkeeper. Do they love it? Do they do they take pride in keeping clean sheets and stopping the ball, ball from going in, in the goal? And are they willing to put their body on the line? Once you've got that, you can work at the technique. You can work at speeding them up. You can look at um, building their power and their strength um, and their tactical um, understanding of the game. When you come into a, a, a more sta- working with a more established goalkeeper like Ollie, um, AP's breaking into into that uh, phase of development as well. Um, you're now looking at the finer details: how you're moving your feet, where exactly you position yourself, how you're reading the body shape of the player. Really tapping into the tactical um, side of the game as well. So, so building a good um, relationship with the head coach, uh, Uthi and and Chiefy, the assistant coach, so that the goalkeeper's given the best chance to to perform within that structure as well. Um, so there's a bit a bit more linking in with with the overall structure of the team as well. You had your first nine years uh, on the planet in Spain. Um, you talk about footwork there. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you talk about footwork there. I mean, uh, have you lined up some salsa lessons for, for, for Alex and Ollie to help, help them with that? 
you know what? If you look at some of our sessions, you might you might think that that's what we're doing. Um, no, not quite. I think I'd have to become a master myself, or at least give it a crack before I start passing that on. So um, that might be something to to look at for the off season. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But ser- seriously, yeah. on a on a footwork yeah. uh, point of view, and and playing yeah. uh, with the ball at your feet more, it is now the modern goalkeeper, right? We saw you know a guy like Joe Hart was the quintessential goalkeeper at the top level. Mm. Pep Guardiola gets to City and goes, you shit with your feet. We need we need someone else. And now the modern goalkeeper has changed. They need to be able to play with the ball at their feet. How much, you know, uh, how much work goes into that now on a goalkeeper, you know, sort of versus the traditional goalkeeping skill set? Yeah, I mean, if you look at if you look at the percentages, I, I'm not going to try and um, pick the the percentage, but I I believe it's in the 90s. 90 of the the actions done by a goalkeeper these days are with the ball at their feet. Um, certain structures and, and certain um, teams are relying heavily on that goalkeeper to provide the overload. Uh, we don't as much, um, but still, the goalkeeper needs to be reliable when they receive the ball. Needs to be an outlet. Um, needs to provide an o- overload at certain times, um, and that's the because of the pace of the game now. That sort that sort of stuff needs to be done quickly, um, and, and for that to be done quickly, obviously they need to be technically sound with with their approach, their positioning, and and even looking at things like scanning and knowing where they want to play before they receive the ball. Um, so those are all things that week to week we incorporate into the sessions, um, both when the goalkeepers are with me and also when they go into the tactical um, work with the team. So really important, and there's definitely been a big shift. And I think as I came into coaching, um, that shift was, was really obvious. And it's something that I've spent a lot of time trying to um, learn about and, and figure out ways to develop that as well just with the younger ones and now obviously with, with more established goalkeepers as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting way that it's developed. I, I remember 20 years ago playing, you know, over 30s at Metro and uh, we, we'd have our, our practice games and you had rush goalkeepers. It seems like we were we were ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Um, there's a, a lot of goalkeepers have been born out of, out of being rush goalkeepers, so... Um, you might have missed your calling there. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Probably not, though. Um, let, let, let's be honest. Uh, what about you, Ruben? What about what about your missed calling? Because I know I was reading that you did start out, out in the outfield. How did you end up in goal? Yeah, uh, yeah you really have done your research. Yeah, good. Um, so it, it was one of those stories where the goal I was playing for Waikato Bay Plenty under 15s, I think, at the time. So I was, I was 14 or so. Um, the reserve... No, sorry, the, the starting goalkeeper got injured um, in the middle of the game and I jumped in because I, I love throwing myself around. And probably looking back, I showed some of those attributes that I, I now look and um, look out for with the younger goalkeepers. So I was brave. I loved making a save. I loved jumping around and, and that sort of thing. Um, I ended up having a really good half against, uh, I think it was US1 back in the day, the, the Auckland um, uh, representative team. And... I actually loved it, and then the goalkeepers happened to be out for a few more weeks. So, and that led us into the national tournament, um, where they said we're, we're out of a goalkeeper. You've done a good job. Do you want to play in the tournament? And I did. And then there was a New Zealand. Uh, I forget who it was, but there was a coach that was involved with the New Zealand under seventeens set up at the time, and he approached me and said, "You keep doing what you're doing, and you'll be in the New Zealand team soon." And I thought. <laughs> As a left winger, no one's ever said that to me. So, <laughs> so maybe, I'm, maybe I'd, um, I need to 
rethink this and, and I actually stuck with it and um, I think because of that transition to goalkeepers having to use their feet a lot more as well and, and teams relying on that I had that natural base of um, a first touch and some people might argue that but uh, a first touch and, and half decent distribution playing out and um, and then the rest I had to work hard to, to learn the technical side but um, I think that's also contributed to me being a good coach now as well. Yeah, you would have been like, how easy is this goalkeeping lark? I just throw myself around a bit. No, all of a sudden I'm in line for a New Zealand call-up. How good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was almost like that, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Too good, mate. Too good. Uh, so what's the, the integration been like for you into this role? I mean, obviously, you know, you've been at the academy and, and we know that Jonathan Gould had to leave. And as I joked about at the start, Chris Greenacre sort of assumed the role for a couple of, a couple of matches. Yeah. But so how's that integration been for you? Uh, it's... It's been good. Um, it's uh, I was going to say easy, but it's not been easy, um, especially while I was I was balancing both jobs, both roles um, after Gordy left. Uh, but what's been really good, and I mentioned this about Gordy and Goffey, is that um, they both brought me in at certain times when they were the head coach. Um, they obviously uh, were involved in the process of me um, coming down and working with the academy, and they really they spent the time and actually invested some time into. Um, exposing me to the first team environment as well. Um, so I do thank them for that. And so I, I'd already started to build some relationships with, with Ufi and Chiefy and, and the other staff um, and the goalkeepers um, from from delivering sessions or um, supporting them delivering sessions. So that made it easier. Um, the other thing that helped was that, uh, so Green, Chris, uh, Green Acre, he mirrors the first team environment as closely as he can with the reserves, um, which is the group that I was working most closely with in the academy. Um, so it made that side of the transition easier where I, I knew what was expected in terms of um, the structure, the philosophies, the training times, and how, how we operate in the environment, um, which gave me a really good chance to actually go out and just focus on, on the job that I have to do um, and getting to know the goalkeepers in this environment better. Um, and then making the little adjustments uh, for the phase of development or where they're at in their careers compared to the goalkeepers I was working with before. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you you talk about Jonathan Gould and uh, Paul Gothard, but I mean, outside of those two guys, who's been the biggest influence on you as a goalkeeper and then as a goalkeeping coach? Oof, good question. Um, Outside of those, so those two have been. So I actually had uh, Paul Gothard as my coach when I was involved with the under twenties um, extended squad. I didn't make the World Cup squad, and Ollie did, and we were part of the same cycle, which is it's funny how the world comes around. Um, but uh, outside of that, I remember being at Auckland City uh, as a number two to announce Zubi Karai, mm. uh, who obviously spent time in La Liga, played Champions League football. Um, was it was it is he stopped playing now, but he was a very very good goalkeeper in his day. Um, he he was a big one for me as a player, um, but also because I was coaching at the time, a lot of the, the things we would talk about and he would spend time with me on were things that I could take on as a goalkeeper, but also pass on to the people I was coaching. Um, and a lot of it was mentality stuff as well, um, because he's played in front of you know big crowds and against top, the top teams in the world. And how he's how he prepares for those games mentally, and and how he overcomes setbacks within the game um, to continue performing. So um, he would be another one. Yeah. All sure. right. Oh, sorry. I, I can't I can't forget to mention as well um, James Bannatyne, who um, 
does work in the goalkeeper space through OFC, mm-hmm. uh, and and he's been a big enabler for me to to get into these opportunities and support me through them as well. I've heard James Bannatyne and Enabler mentioned before in a sentence, but it wasn't to do with goalkeeping. I'll tell you that much for free. Okay. Um, but Bannatyne's okay. a good man. He is a good man. He um, is. Yeah, uh, yeah, very good man. Uh, I was going to ask you, uh, it's it's uh, Wollongong, it's a home game. I know it's weird, but home game in Wollongong to pay back, you know, the people in Wollongong who came out and became part of the Phoenix Army when you were based in Australia. Got West Sydney Wanderers. Is this your first away gig? It is the, the first away game. Um, the last, before the break, that was the first time I'd been on the bench. The one before that where Greeny stepped in, um, I was meant to, but I got COVID that week, which didn't work out very well. For, for anyone apart from Greeny, <laughs> he apparently did a very good job. Um, and Ollie had a very good game that game, so um, he, he did something right. Um, but yeah, this will be the first away trip. Um, so, so gearing into that, we're, we've just had our minus three session um, and we'll travel on the minus one. So, so looking forward to that. Yeah, that would be good, mate. And, and before I let you go, Ruben, I mean, we often talk the World Cup with people that we get on, uh, regardless of, of what the interview's about, because when the World Cup's on, everybody's got their eyes on it. But maybe you're more qualified than most to, to give us this, because there's a lot of talk about golden boot and golden ball. But what about golden glove? Who's been the keeper that's impressed you most at the World Cup? Um, there's there's a few, and, and for different reasons. But I, I think you can't look past um, Pickford. Uh, there's the and Allison, those are the two. Uh, there's other ones. Chesney's had some great performances. Um, the thing with, with those goalkeepers that stands out to me is that for large periods of the game, at times they're not uh, really involved. Um, and a good example was Allison yesterday, and it must have been in the 30th minute or so. He, he plucks one out the top corner. Um, I think that's a, a mentality thing to, to be focused and, and rely on on your muscle memory and your, your positioning and your skill set to, to be engaged in the game when you're not super involved um, and and to be able to do something like that. He went on to make another two or three saves, but again, dotted out throughout the game. It wasn't like a, a phase of um, of soaking up the pressure. It was just at times where they broke through and they had a decent effort on target. He's made a few good saves. So I think Allison for me, and, and he's one of the goalkeepers that I look at uh, quite a lot, um, and I think probably I'll give you a, a better answer once once the tournament's over because I think there's still some big performances to come. Yeah, it was, uh, was it Livkovic, the the Croatian keeper against Japan, and and, yeah. and Bono yeah, today as well. Yes, yeah, the penalty shootouts obviously come into play there as well. Um, I think I, I don't think penalty shootouts are purely a lottery, a lottery for goalkeepers because they do their homework and they and they look at that and they they practice their approach. Um, but I'm I'm usually more interested in, in the performance in the game rather than the, the penalties. The penalties are exciting, don't get me wrong, but when I'm looking at uh, how goalkeepers play, it's more in the game. It hurts me to say this, but probably my favourite penalty shootout moment of recent times has been Andrew Redmayne throwing the Peruvian keeper's notes written on his bottle into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I, I, mate, uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. It's very good. And <laughs> I saw some Peruvian fans um, over Halloween, they they dressed up as Andrew Redman, <laughs> so he's he's obviously haunted um, the Peruvians by doing that. But it's brilliant, yeah. Yeah. Now I mentioned at the start that you've done a lot in your life, and this is this is the last question for you, Ruben. Because you know you've got things to do, mm-hmm. but uh, one of those things is you've got a degree in wine. Um, I know a lot of people that <laughs> yeah. probably should have a degree in wine, uh, but don't yeah. have the piece of paper. Um, <laughs> what are you doing with that now? And if I'm up early to watch a World Cup game, what pairs nicely with Weetbix? 
<laughs> with Leibniz. All right. Um, not a question I expected, but one I'll, I'll do my best to answer. So, um, yeah, so that's why I was in Hawke's Bay and, and that eventually uh, yeah, led to me signing for Leipzig Rovers and, and Hawke's Bay United. Um, I did a three-year degree in oenology, which is um, wine science. Uh, I worked in the wine industry for, for a short while, a year, just over a year with Church Road. It was around the same time I was coaching and eventually coaching took over um, and playing as well. Um, but yeah, to the wheat bix question, I think um, you're tired at this stage. You want, want something sharp to wake you up, don't you? So probably a, a, a nice Marlborough Sav, I think. Um, we'll have the right acidity to match the wheat bix and it'll it'll for sure wake you up, I think. Um, but it'll, it'll be a long day after that, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, to, par- to paraphrase, you know, wine, it's not just for breakfast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good stuff, yeah, Ruben. Yeah. Thanks for being a great sport, mate. It's been a great chat. I've yeah. really enjoyed it. Appreciate Best of luck on your first trip away with the Phoenix and congrats again on the new gig. Thank you, Ricardo.